0: Hey, remember that remember that gaming conference that was like a month ago? I was gonna do a show on it after it and uh oops. <laughs> a little late to the party on this one, I think, but hey, hey I always am. I'm always late. Wait well, hey, that's not why I, I'm late to everything. So yeah, E3 was a month ago and there was I think uh I think E3 is kind of boring now. (laughs) It doesn't have the same charm that it had when I was a kid. Uh, You know, it's almost like, it almost seems like all we get is trailers for stuff that doesn't even come out for years, which is actually funny because I was thinking about it a long time ago. I was like, that's what E3 was originally too. Maybe e 3s never been good. I think it's time to hashtag end E3. And I hope you kind of agree with me. So tonight we're going to talk about a little bit, you know, we're going to go over E3. Obviously, we're going to talk about some of the stuff that was announced, Uh, maybe do a little bit of a wrap up and, you know, my feelings on it. But that's not all. I have my first guest on the show, and that's my good friend Ryan. And uh, why don't I go, I you know, know, obviously I'm always bad at this, but uh, I probably should uh, go ahead and buzz you in at that point. So go ahead, Ryan, say hi to everybody.
1: Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> uh,
0: he's being a baby and didn't want to show up on camera, um, so thanks. Yeah, you know, I was
1: told a long time ago. One of my first jobs, uh, I have a voice for radio, or I'm sorry, a face for radio.
0: <laughs> face for so. radio and a voice for acting. Anyway, yeah. so let's move on and <clears throat> let's go ahead and get right into it. <laughs> So, is that supposed to be a picture God damn it, Ryan. You're not supposed to talk during the intro music. I can't hear it. Yeah, I I know you can't hear it. I told you you're not going to get any of the audio going through. Oh, well, I get your audio. (laughs) Yeah, never mind. Anyway, (laughs) so welcome to the show, Ryan. How are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm good it's been a week but I'm hanging in there ready for the yeah. weekend how are you i'm fine i <laughs> never mind okay <laughs> this isn't a general thing anyway so how do you how do you feel about e3 go ahead and just do you agree do, do you think e3 is necessary still or do you think we need to end it yes or no simple yes or no is all I need
1: uh, I can't give a simple yes or no I have to give an okay. argument along with I need
0: Okay, I know you're going to give an argument. We're going to get into that just right off the bat. I want to know uh, yes or does no. Does need to end? No. Okay. So so I'll you think we that. still need E3. Okay. That's all I needed to know. That's all oh. I needed. <laughs> you got to make a big deal out of it. Um anyway, so uh let's go ahead and start talking a little bit about what E3 consists of, right? So E3 is a, is a big, you know, gaming show conference. Whatever you want to you know, it is a conference. But uh, basically, it's just kind of a kind of a big—not even a celebration. It's kind of a big an up and up-and-coming. Like this is what's going to happen this this year, which I would like to say is going to happen this year. It really doesn't happen this year. It happens years later after they show the stuff, which is what we're going to talk about. And I don't think we need it anymore, to be honest. It, it used to be a giant celebration, but with the movement of the internet and how fast things move now. I kind of don't care about E3 anymore. (laughs) So maybe I'll agree. I'll agree. Maybe a lot of it has to do with just getting older in general and that, you know, you kind of lose interest in a lot of that stuff. But then again, I could be completely right. And a lot of E3 has lost a lot of charm that it used to have. And it's not just me. I've seen other people complain about it as well, but go ahead, Ryan. What do you, what's your take? What's your take on initial take on the whole E3 situation?
1: Well, I feel like the past E3 could have left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths, you know, um, because Sony wasn't there and a lot of the conferences that did happen I did not enjoy. And I haven't, and I do agree with you to a certain extent because I haven't enjoyed almost every conference that I watch, uh, every live show, uh, you know, at the theater, at the, the halls of E3. Uh, it's just boring. It's it's like, all right, come on, get to the, get to the point here. I want to see a good trailer. But then when the trailers come... They're not the kind of trailers I want to see. I want to see gameplay. Yeah. Uh, and it's all CG animated movies and trailers. It's not even yeah. gameplay. It's so all trailers, all right? Oh, yeah, all these trailers. I mean, it, it could be a good trailer if it showed an actual game, but it's not. Uh, so it's disappointing. Um, but it's, it's very seldom. And <laughs> it's just kind of funny to me every time I... Uh, during a Microsoft conference, they go world premiere. Like it's a big deal, but you still have no idea what the game well, is. Well, it's back. a world premiere,
0: <laughs> and then the game still doesn't come out for three years, so who cares? Yeah. Which, yeah so, so so before you keep going, <clears throat> let's let, yeah. let's let's tackle into that. So Sony was absent this year from E3. So that only helps my favor. Sony even themselves realized that E3 is just a big money sink for these companies. And I want you to realize they treat it like it's they treat it like it's a business conference. They don't treat it like it's it, it's for gamers. They don't treat it like it's for you know the whole community as a general. It's a, it, it's for their investors. It's for their investors to go get excited about what they're doing, okay? I just want to emphasize that a little bit because the fact that he, that Sony doesn't show up cuz they're like, well, we don't know they, they they themselves know that E3 kind of sucks, right? Nobody nobody likes watching the conference anymore. They're only there to see the games, right? People only want to see what the what what's up and what's up and coming. That's what they want to know, right? Yeah, exactly. And why can't they just release the trailer when the trailer is ready, or even that? Well, I, I'll, I'll get more to that in a bit. But I have a very important point that I want to bring out about trailers in general. But. Okay. Uh, Nintendo themselves, they also realize that they still go to the conference, but they don't have a big show platform anymore, right? They just they have their own direct show that they do. That's it. They don't do a big stage conference anymore, right? right. Yeah. I think when was the last one? Way. The last one that they had, I want to say, is uh, what 2016. Actually, no. Yeah, it was 2016. Because and then after that, it's all been digital. Hmm. So I
1: think it was. Maybe
0: fifteen. I don't know. No, I no. I think they yeah. had a big uh, stage present. Yeah, they did have a big stage present in uh, 2016 because they did the Smash Brothers tournament, didn't they? Or was that the uh, Nintendo World Tournament?
1: Uh, Nintendo World Championships. I'm not. I'm not even sure. I don't even remember. See that? Up. See but you don't remember what you 3 at well. all, do you? <laughs> I just I remember you know Breath of the Wild was like a big focus in 2016's E3 and then they had a big game every year until this year which we thought would be Animal Crossing and then it wasn't because it wasn't ready to be shown off the way they wanted to. Well,
0: you know why they delayed it, right? They delayed it because Pokemon was already ready to go. I yeah, I guess if I had to take a guess, maybe. But we're not going to talk about specific games. Let's just focus in on E3 right now. Yeah, we'll get so, to games in a little bit. I I feel like there was some uh, exciting news. It's not like E3 isn't exciting. You do get some nice news out of it. I just think the whole conference in general needs to end. Like we don't need, we don't need a big conference anymore.
1: I I feel like every June, every year is like, uh, the second Christmas, really the first Christmas of the year, the second Um, Christmas of
0: Santa Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that was a stupid Um, joke. Why did I make that? Yeah.
1: Well, it's just an exciting time, you know, to be a gamer, um, and have all these companies, uh, Showing off some new things at the same time. Um, It would be sad to see it go because maybe these companies would then just do it whenever they want uh, throughout the year. Kind of like how Nintendo has several directs throughout the year um, rather than just the main one at E3. If they went that route, you know, maybe that would be better for the gaming community. But I don't know if they would participate in creating these directs for their fans. uh, Because like you said, E3 is more for the investors rather than the, the gamers but
0: well, but you that's also yeah, moments, it, it is it, it 100% is for the investors rather than well, the gamers I, because, because I gamers can't that. go to the conference. That's not true though. The past few it's years, 100% true. Only people that are media influencers are allowed to go. There, there have been you like, can't I was buy it to, invited. No, no, Joe Schmo, Joe Schmo <laughs> can't walk up to the, the uh, or not even walk up. Can't go to like StubHub or you know uh, what is the other one. Uh, uh, ticketmaster.com or, or whatever it's called. You can't go and buy a ticket to E3. You can't go to E3.com and buy a ticket to E3, right? Well, you have I, to I be have a media to... influencer to even go now. You used <laughs> I, I to don't be able that's... to. <laughs> I don't think that's true anymore, though. I think. No, it, it 100% year, it's, is true. It, it's, a
1: mixed, it's a mixed bag. No, it's um, not. One you can't, year can't buy be, a t- ticket. You, know
0: you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong right now. <laughs> I'm going to live look it up right
1: here. Uh huh. No, I think this past year is actually open to the public. Just so, a, you yeah. know, a, a few tickets. Not
0: that just many. Go to, I'm going to go to E3.com, if that even is a website. <laughs> I guarantee you it's a website. It, it's E3 Expo. It's like been back and forth. Okay. It's been strange. Uh, let's see. Get your badge. What does that even... Get your badge. Okay, let's see. You. Get your badge. What does it say? <laughs> what does it say? Okay. You can... What... See, you have to get a badge, so you have to be a part of the Entertainment Software Association show information. Let's see... Show dates and time, show policies, uh, attendee registration policies. E3 is the world premiere event for computer and video game and related products. E3 is open to qualified industry professionals and avid gamers. Industry professionals who are able to document their direct and current professional affiliation to the interactive entertainment industry may qualify for a complimentary industry pass. Let's see. Okay, so you can, for $1,000, for $1,000, you can buy a badge to E3. A gamer badge, it's just a three day show floor pass, hundred and fifty Okay, so you can buy it. It's just insanely expensive.
1: What did it say hundred and fifty for the gamer
0: huh. gamer badge? Uh early bird pricing $150, one hundred and fifty dollars, a thousand available. Otherwise it's two hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Well, that's still cheaper than I thought, but
0: no, I was that's, cheap, that's expensive. That don't act like that's cheap. That's not that's it's not cheaper cheap than a thousand dollars. Well it's a, a premium badge. What do you what what's a premium E three badge? What do I get? I get um <laughs> I get a uh, complimentary 5 hour <laughs> energy it looks like. <laughs> what is it? What is it? it? doesn't even say.
1: So, I'd like to counter your argument with my point uh in one point that okay. which is Okay, so- during the E3 shows of the past, there have been moments that have been for the fans and you see standing ovations from crowds who were thrilled to see the first image of Zelda uh, Twilight Princess.
0: Yeah. Remember? Th- that was in 2004.
1: That was saying years, that was if over if ten E3 years ends, ago. The opportunity for those moments to exist dies when we end the that, E3 show.
0: That doesn't matter. You can still do that. You can still do that over a digital conference. You don't, well, need, to, so you don't need I to rent, agree. You don't need to have these companies spending thousands of dollars to rent out an entire stadium for like ten minutes of entertainment.
1: Right. I, I think if every company would go and just do their own directs the way Nintendo does it in June <laughs> every year, if somehow they could collaborate and, and do that and be on uh,
0: well, on it, target with the It's not date. that they don't try to make <laughs> them shows. They do try to make them shows. I mean, Microsoft had Keanu Reeves on the stage today. I mean, for God's sakes, they try anything they can to get people to care. It's just, nobody cares that much anymore. You know, that yeah. stuff, the stuff, well, the stuff really that they do, the they have to keep trying to get bigger and better with it. It's not as exciting anymore. Yeah, no, I definitely see your point.
1: I mean, I, I don't see the point of the stage really to get up in front of a crowd of investors and some people who are gamers, <laughs> yeah. um, get up there the avid gamers. Yeah, avid talk, pocket-lined talk, talk. gamers. I mean, there's one infamous uh, conference in. from EA Sports or EA a couple of years ago that still stands out in my mind like a sore thumb. And that is when the guy was talking about sports, sports and TV and sports, sports, sports. He had this, he had this stupid accent the whole time. Uh, anyway, it, it was an infamous conference, and it's because of the platform they're using to deliver the information, and it's not fast enough, and it's not convenient, and it's boring. So yeah, I totally agree. They don't need to to run out a big place to do it, but then that takes away my opportunity to actually go and try out some of these games that aren't out yet by Nintendo, which is pretty much no, 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 no. That's
0: not that is not true at all. Okay, there's a little show called Too Many Games, and there's also the uh, there's also a conference called PAX. All right, those two are basically the same thing as E three. There's just no big show. It's just games. You can go there. You can play out the new games that are coming out, and that's it. That it's it's I basically see. it's basically the poor man's E three. Right. Yeah. No good point. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like that doesn't exist. Those de- those conferences de- definitely exist. It's just E three is the first one. So those you know those are the ones that get it first, basically. Yeah, because you also got to realize man. you also got to realize if you don't live in the area where E3 is, you got to fly out there <laughs> and then rent a hotel. So it's not just two hundred fifty dollars to drop yeah. on that. You're you're dropping probably close to a thousand dollars. Or if you want right. to be super super gamer elite, you can spend three thousand dollars on a nice hotel, your premium badge ticket, <laughs> and then your flight there and back. So right, first <laughs> class. Yeah, no, I I definitely see your see your points there. Anyway, so uh, another thing. So to bring more into my point, because I I feel like I'm kind of like really staying stagnant on my point. I want you to try to bring me away from it, you know, because this is supposed to be a debate and it's not just a one sided argument. Uh, But I do want to bring up a very good point, and this is the last point I'm going to bring up, Um, and then I'll let you I'll let you say your closing statement, and then you know I'll tell you why I'm still right, but. (laughs) uh so here's here's a very important thing that e3 does right what what's the number one thing that you see on all the shows for e3 right what is it cg animations <laughs> yeah exactly well okay yeah so the trailers right that's what you're there to see e3 you want to see what's announced and what's coming up right yeah so why do we have to wait an entire year for a trailer that probably took them about a month to make you know why do we have to wait an entire year for that when they could just they could just drop the trailer at any time? Right. Huh. But here's here's another right. thing. Like, why are they why are we wait, waiting for them to drop all that? Instead, you're really just waiting because you want to see you want to see everything at once, because the, if they show everything at once to get you more excited for that. Right. Well, as soon as you see it, you've already probably forgotten about what else is because everything that they show is trying to one up the next thing that's why Microsoft ended with halo actually, or did they actually, I don't even remember. See, this is the thing. I don't even remember a lot from E3 because a lot of it's kind of forgettable. So did they end with uh, halo infinite or did they end with cyberpunk? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. So <laughs> I forget. You, you don't remember. All right. So go ahead, go ahead. Let's see. Oh, try to swing me away.
1: Well, I mean, I think you're pretty much swaying me your direction. Um, based on your powerful argument you got there but one thing that i would have to say that would agree with you um nintendo every year has their treehouse it's at the e3 show um and they broadcast it for everyone to see from their computers at home yeah and i do enjoy you know the prospect of learning something new about some of the games they might show off uh some of the games don't even show up in the direct um but this past year i did not watch any of the treehouse I had started a new job and I was very busy and so I had to be there, and I still haven't watched any of the Treehouse uh, recordings on their channel, so I missed out, but I never went back to watch it, so I guess they weren't that important to me.
0: (laughs) Well, Um, I I mean, all it is is just is them playing like the first hour of the game, usually anyway, if that, you know, sometimes it's just a little segment that they show, but that's that's one thing that, see, Nintendo kind of has like a step above of what everybody else is doing, you know, Nintendo gets it right, Sony's trying to move in the right direction but a lot of comp a lot of the times they don't show like a too much gameplay anymore they show a little bit of it not too much it's if if you were there you know what a lot a lot of the gameplay that comes from if you ever watch like game explain or any of those other like big big media channels like ign that get to go to the conferences they will upload like tons of gameplay clips but they don't upload all that they get to see right they just show clips of or highlights of it and i wonder if there's a lot of like NDA stuff at E3. I'm not really sure. I could be completely wrong about it, but they might also be like, "Hey, you can't like record while you're playing or something like that." I I have no idea. Uh, yeah, Do you know no. any of that stuff, or you're not? No, sure? I'm not sure. Yeah, no. see, I've never been to E3 because I don't have a thousand dollars ready to drop on a badge. But <laughs> right, <laughs> well, so
1: another thing I like to say, and I basically thought this would help my argument, but then I turned it around and it actually helps yours. And that is, you know, E3 is a great time to start the hype train for a new announcement to get everybody excited at the same time because everybody's watching. The (laughs) whole gaming community is usually watching online. But Smash Brothers, when that was first announced for the Switch, that's when its hype train started. And it would have been just as powerful for Smash Brothers fans if it had released at E3 of the previous year, I think. Um, Well, and I
0: will will agree that it... You know, it does get you excited. But here's the also thing. Excitement fades out over time, right? And this is going to be my final argument and my closing <laughs> statement. This is why you're wrong. This is why you're wrong and why I'm right, okay? <laughs> hype dies immediately afterwards because everybody's trying to one-up each other at E3, right? Right. Every, all, there's so many companies that are trying to have, like, this is our big game. We're better than the rest. And they just try to hype each other out. And you... The the problem with showing trailers for a lot of that stuff is though that stuff's not ready for months, months on end. Could you imagine? Could you imagine an E3 conference where they just showed they showed all the trailers for the games and then they just at the end they were just like all these are available tomorrow or right now. Could you imagine if they do that? You know how much how insane sales would be for that stuff. People would buy it immediately. Well, this is why, I would argue with this. This is why the uh, <laughs> okay. Nintendo with their, their way they do their direct sometimes is good and also is bad because like Nintendo still releases they show trailers for stuff way too early. I think if you show a trailer for a game two uh, two years in advance, it's too early. Like I am sorry. What what did Nintendo do with the, they did, they they announced that they were working on Metroid Prime 4 at the announcement of the Switch, right? They're they announced that Metroid Prime 4 is in development, guys. How long has it been? Like almost 3 years now. And they um, still haven't the first even gotten
1: three the was in of 2017. Yeah. Um, after the Switch came out. So yeah, it's been a couple years. Yeah. Um, so
0: and and that still isn't out. You know what the exact same thing happened to breath of the wild that was announced when the Wii U came out and uh we didn't see that for what five years after it was released or you know announced was it, was it announced back then it was announced in 2012 really yes
1: wow that's crazy yeah insane I have no
0: idea. yeah so they one actually of the even had said... they even had gameplay for it back then the, and <laughs> when it was like first announced I think huh
1: ah oh, shoot man I, I... I'd be lying. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, one of the things you said, you know, I, I totally disagree that all these games should be dropped in one night or all on the same day. Yeah, I know. Because they nobody has the money to buy them all. And right now I'm, I'm experiencing that with the it... Switch because all these games are delayed to like the second half of this year. I just bought a game last week and I have to buy one again this week and I really wanted them both, but I can't finish the first one and then the second one comes out that I want to play more. So this is crazy.
0: Well, exactly. And that's, that's, why, that's why we don't need E3 anymore. Can you, that's why we should just... Companies should take this advice, all right? You should, they should release a trailer for a game like month in advance. Say, hey, this is coming out in a month, you know, just so that they can show off gameplay, get people excited for it. Because I would say after about a month, a lot of hype that you have for that stuff kind of dies, right? Like Cadence of Hyrule was announced like f- what five months ago. I want to say it was in February, wasn't it? Or maybe it I was in March. Anyway, it was a while ago, right? Cadence of Hyrule came out. At e- during E3 it came out during the E3 conference. They were like, "Hey, you can get it, download it right now." I wasn't excited for that game anymore, huh. <laughs> and I don't, don't know, know. Maybe it. it's just me. Maybe it's just yeah. me. Maybe I'm the one that's the problem. I have maybe I'm the problem. But I, mean, I am it's going to project every- that blame onto E three because I think E three <laughs> is the problem, and it needs. I, I don't
1: think a month is a good amount of time for hype to build as much as it could, because you know the YouTube community and all these videos that get posted out there, and all these discussions people would <laughs> have about things. You know, months and months and months before they come out, but but a three year wait, that's terrible. Two year exactly. Wait, so why why
0: true. why is the majority of the games that they announce? At least two years in advance, like two years from now. You really think Halo Infinite is gonna come out next year? No, it's not gonna come out for like two more years. Oh, <laughs> no! Me? I think
1: it's gonna launch with the system. That's what they're saying, right? Oh, what is
0: it the? Uh, is it still called the Scorpion, or was it the Xbox Nine Nine Hundred now?
1: No, it's the.
0: I think you're. Oh shoot! Xbox Ten Eighty. S- Xbox Scarlet. Scarlet. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know. I, I think I'm kind of moving away from console gaming anyway, you know? Oh, shoot. Well, I mean, think of it like this. Think of it. What? There's only, like, really one console that has exclusives now. And you know what that console is? It's the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy Nintendo's games on anything but a Nintendo platform. But everything else now, because Master Chief Collection's is coming to the PC, so... I mean, right. what really other platform is there that doesn't have everything? It, the PC has everything on it. You should just, don't buy consoles anymore; just buy a computer. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I, I get it. I, I really shouldn't argue against consoles. I still think consoles are cool, so I'm not really gonna say that consoles need to stop. I've just like my I like my computer. I like I've never been like a big PC gamer. So this past year when I built mine, I was just like, oh wow, this is a, a whole new world. So I think I'm right. still rolling yeah. on that PC hype train, but. Anyway, yeah,
1: man, when I, when I played Sea of Thieves first time on my PC versus my, my Xbox One, it was a whole new experience. It was way better on my PC. It was PC. a whole new world? It was a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have a little mermaid on my brain lately, but it's crazy. Um, no, but I, I think I'll never be able to go without a Nintendo game system. Whatever the latest Nintendo thing is, I got to buy. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the reality is, like, if Nintendo... Like this is like little kid playground talk. Like, ugh, I wish Nintendo would put their stuff on Microsoft Xbox. Ugh, why can't I play Mario on PlayStation? Ugh. That's like <laughs> that's like playground little kid talk right there. So I, that's that's unrealistic. I mean, reality is is that's that's unrealistic. But I do think that like I think Nintendo has been moving towards like moving their stuff, especially now with the mobile games. I think they're kind of like. The new new president is like trying to move things broader, so I I do think oh, yeah. uh, that we'll see some good nin- changes f- coming from Nintendo. But anyway, I heard yeah, somebody in the nervous. background. Did somebody walk into your room while you? <laughs> no, that was me. I went oh <laughs> oh okay. I thought somebody was breaking into your room while you're talking to me.
1: Man, I locked the door. They said jiggle in the handle. I can't hear it.
0: <laughs> oh okay okay well uh i think i convinced ryan that e3 needs to end and uh you know we don't need it anymore so i think i won that argument uh if anybody ryan, wants to I debate still want my
1: christmas i still want my christmas in you still, june you still okay. want
0: your christmas in july oh no it's june now you're right Damn, i was gonna say christmas in july but that's not right anyway so uh i'm correct uh, ryan is wrong and uh e3 needs to end so I disagree. <laughs> leaving off on E3, why don't we go ahead and talk about some of the actual inc- excitement that was uh, announced at E3? Because this isn't just a—you know—I was thinking of doing a double, uh, double take of this, just doing one part with uh, the E3 debate and then another with uh, just the E3 wrap-up. But we might as well do it all at once because honestly, I'm probably never going to get a chance to do this show again because for whatever reason, anytime I try to get somebody on the show, they uh, don't have time. So yeah, people are busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's part no. of being that's part of being an adult is you're busy. So, you know. Anyway, uh what is uh uh I, Ryan, you're a big Nintendo guy. Uh do you know of any of the other announcements other than the Nintendo ones? Uh Borderlands 3. Okay, that that's not a new announcement. That's been <laughs> that was announced a long time ago, okay? So how much I know about it. <laughs> that's nothing new. Um <laughs> Borderlands, are you gonna get the? Are you gonna download Borderlands Three? I think. Are you gonna, I are you gonna download out. the Epic Games launcher just so you can play Borderlands Three?
1: I think I I might end up getting it on my Xbox or PC
0: probably. Okay. Well, uh, I'm probably not because uh, I don't I don't care for Epic Games <laughs> Store, so I'm probably not going uh, to get that. I think it's kind of uh, silly. I think it's kind of silly that um, uh, what's his name, uh. I don't remember the CEO of Gearbox. He's a big baby, and he got mad that people were downvoting him because uh, Epic paid him money to uh, put their game on their store exclusively, and he took that money and he was like, "Yeah, we're not putting it on Steam anymore." So he's a big baby because a lot of people are downvoting Borderlands recently because of it. But I don't oh. care. I mean, if you if you looked on Steam reviews for Borderlands one and two, they were dropped like they like a rock because of it. Which is, like, I mean, to be fair, like, that big games launcher uh, doesn't have as many features as Steam. So you'd think that, and plus, it's almost like, why would you restrict yourself to one certain platform, especially as a publisher? Like, you'd want to get it out as broad as possible, considering it's mostly a digital game. So, I don't know. That's kind of silly that I... I kind of think that's silly, but anyway, we're not here to talk about yeah. Borderlands Three. We're talking about stuff that actually happened at E3, Ryan. So, uh, what, what, what other announcements other than Nintendo do you know of? Uh, uh something about exactly Halo. Halo Infinite. <laughs> yeah, you only know that because I mentioned it. No, I <laughs> but, was gonna bring it up. Okay, all right. Okay. The well, Xbox
1: Elite Controller Series Two. No, I don't even have the first one. No, thanks. All right.
0: Well. Because we're still, we just got off the tail end of the E3 conference. Uh, I will bring up this because this is actually really cool. Uh, This is a really cool announcement for people that are a a lot into the retro scene, like me, and a lot into. um... Okay, so do you know what Limited Run Games is, Ryan? I've heard of it. Okay, so Limited Run uh, Games is basically a. uh, They don't develop games. They only. Or they don't even publish them. They they print the games. Like okay, so Limited Run prints like a small number of games that were like usually it's stuff that was digital only. So, um, no, I'm trying to think of a digital only game. Uh, so Cadence of Hyrule. Actually, I don't even think Cadence of Hyrule is being printed by Limited Run Games. Um, see, I can't even think of one right now off the top of my head. Actually, I do have one. Okay, so. Wild Guns Reloaded. Okay, Wild Guns Reloaded is basically an old Super Nintendo game that got uh, remade um, a while ago, and then it got printed by Limited Run Games in a small supply because it's an old game. It was it was basically a digital only copy, and they printed it uh, because some people out there are collectors, and you know they like to. Uh, there's a lot of people that like to have physical copies of stuff, like me. I love. I like. I'd rather have a physical copy of a game than a digital one just because yeah. it, it has that extra like I don't know like old school feel to it I, this is why I like retro stuff I'm big on the retro stuff but um, limited run games prints a, little, a small amount of it and they sell it out and whatever get you can u- order it on their website or um, I have seen some in physical stores not too many though because I mean companies have to buy it from them and there's also usually a premium price on this stuff because they have to hike it up a little bit because they license is expensive for them uh, uh, But, you know, you can go on their website and buy the games and they'll ship it out to you. But once they're gone, they're gone. They're not going to reprint them because they, they don't have that license for very long. Well, Limited Run Games had their own actual conference at E3, which is funny uh, because this is how little people actually care about a lot of uh, E3 conferences other than the big three because uh, Limited Run Games had to like, they knew the joke that nobody was going to be watching them because it's a small company. So they, they edited in their, their own audience. So I want you to take a look at this. This is really funny to me. This is part of their conference right here. About that. Of course. That is not exactly what I need to do. Co-founder. We're already there. We're already okay. There. Here we go. Concern about the whole
1: lack of All right.
0: Lack of a venue. Well, don't keep worrying about that. Because I think I came up with a really good idea this year. Really? We don't even have to drive. Well, I don't know if I want to walk either. I think I'd rather just call an Uber. An Uber? But we're already there. Sorry, Ryan. I know it's you can't hear right this right now. This is the stage. Welcome to the second. And there's their fake audience. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the remodeled... <laughs> Which I authority. think is very funny. Limited Run Games is funny. They have their own sense of humor that's actually funny. Um, they're a very nice company. So, Limited Run Games, uh, they do don't—they didn't have a very big show, but it lasted a while because they have a bunch of licenses that they recently picked up. And one of the big licenses that they picked up was one from Disney. And, Ryan, why don't you take a guess of what, uh, what you think it is at, uh, that Limited Run Games picked up that Disney has that they are printing? I'll give you one guess because I know if you don't get it right, then you'll immediately feel like an idiot as soon as I tell you. Is it Epic Mickey? Epic Mickey? No, you're completely wrong. It's owned by Disney, and that is Star Wars. So Epic Games recently got a license to print all of the old Star Wars games, and I'm just going to bring this up for you. right now. I'm sorry. Oh, God, ads. I hate ads. <laughs> So, Star Wars Episode One pod ra- uh and you know Podracer. We got Star Wars Bounty Hunter. We got a bunch of arcade cabinets, all of the Jedi Academy games, Dark Forces, which is a very big announcement. So, all these, the, even the NES Star Wars game, these are all getting reprinted. No way. Yes, that's awesome. Can you believe that? Star Wars NES is probably by by the way one of my more favorite games that's ever come out of the Star Wars franchise. Can you believe Did that? Show that? Did they show that during E3? Yes, that was during the E3 okay. conference. I thought I saw what I was watching was familiar. <laughs> I just forgot all about it. <laughs> yeah, that that's insane. Can you believe that they're reprinting old Star Wars games? So on the actual like original Yes, size, on the original cartridge. hardware. Yes. Wow. So Star Wars the NES version of Star Wars is going to be on an NES cartridge right a lot on to be fair though a lot of the ones that have pc ports are just getting ported to the pc they're not going to reprint those they're just going to well oh. i mean they're going to re. they they're going to reprint the boxes and stuff like that and give you an actual cd of it but it's not like there's not like there's not going to be a cartridge version of it um uh, i do think that a couple of them are getting like playstation 4 releases uh i didn't really look too much more into that i probably should have um And actually, because enough time has passed, I probably can find out right now. So why don't we, why don't we take a look? Uh, I'm gonna go to Limited Run's website, and I'm just gonna bring it over here so you don't see it. Uh, Let's see, Limited Run games, and it should be on their website by now. They might even already be printing them. I didn't. I don't think it said when they actually were. Yeah, it still says coming soon. Uh, Empire Strikes Back NES. Where's the regular Star Wars? I just want the regular Star Wars NES. Where's that at? Hmm. Uh, games. Let's see what's new. Should be under what's new. Uh, I think it must be coming out in waves because it doesn't seem to have all of the ones that they announced on here. But yeah, these are. I I should show you this just right now, just so you can get an idea of how expensive these things are. So uh. Star Wars Empire Strikes Back Game Boy Classic Edition three $39.99. So basically you're being paying brand new prices for these games. You can't like but these are being printed on the actual cartridge. So here's the NES Empire Strikes Back. It's you can see the Empire the cartridge right there. Uh limited run games, uh $39.99. So pretty cool. I think that's I think that's honestly one of the best announcements they've come out because look Shadows of the Empire, $44.99. And you know what? I don't. Even, I think these are just coming in like, you know, those old Star Wars figurine boxes that they come in. Like, right. Yeah. It looks like they're just coming in those. But they do have. Oh, here we go. Premium edition where it comes in its own box. Ninety dollars. Wow. That's oof. That is. Hey, at least it's not a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, at least it's not a thousand. You're right. You're right. But limited run games is cool. I like I like them. Uh, I, I, you know, I have a couple of games by them, but. That they've reprinted. So, uh, let's see. Um, uh, yeah, we did have one up. Uh, one up arcade. You know what one up arcade is? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, so one up arcade. You've probably seen them. It's uh the uh, company that, um, prints uh, like physical arcade cabinets for you to set up, like small versions of them, like Pac Man and Galaga for your home. But they're ins- uh-huh. they're insanely expensive. They're like three hundred dollars. You pro- you've probably seen a few at Walmart. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. They look like they just come in TV boxes, right? Um, well, we do have. They do did announce a brand new set of cabinets coming out. Uh, one of them was, um, I believe, a Final Fight version of one, like a Final Fight cabinet. Uh, another one was a Star Wars one, uh, which only had like the one. some of them have like multiple games on it. But I think there was another one that. Uh, oh yeah, there's the uh, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game one coming out. That has Turtles four, in Time? Uh, I don't think it was Turtles in Time. I think it was just the original arcade. Oh. Um, but it does have the four-player slot on it, which is actually really funny because it's like a... The cabinets are about half the size of a normal arcade cabinet. So, right. <laughs> trying to can you imagine trying to huddle four people around like what is essentially a small desk? That'd be hard. Yeah, it's like...
1: For people trying to play a Switch in a handheld or a tabletop mode. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Well, I mean, at least the screen would be bigger than that. Right. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, the Switch screen is tiny, but. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Um, Well, you know what? So. Why don't we just go ahead and move on into Nintendo? Because, honestly, I didn't really care for a lot of the other companies like Cyberpunk 2077. That looks okay, but, like, that's a game that's been in development for eight years. So, you know, again, the hype train for it passed a long time ago. I don't care anymore. Um, was uh, Gears 5, which I've never been into Gears. Uh, there was Minecraft Diablo. Um, let's see. the. Oh, yeah. Bethesda had their Fallout 76 Battle Royale mode come out, which uh, was a big disaster. Nobody likes it. Uh, Because nobody likes '76 anyway, so who cares about a battle royale version? Battle royale (laughs) games are already like old and dated. That whole genre is already passed. Yeah, I I hope it is. (laughs) There's a lot. I mean, it's it's a dying genre. Nobody cares about it anymore. Fortnite is only as big as it is because a lot of streamers still play it because. You know, uh, there's also the fact that Fortnite is free. So, I mean, if something's free, there's gonna be a big uh, you know, push around it. Yeah, that's why a lot of mobile games are fun or not fun. A lot of mobile games are free because it's easier to get you to have a free game. I was gonna say
1: they're definitely not fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, my wife plays, uh, uh, it's not even candy crush. It's like the, it's like the bootleg version of it where it's, uh, uh, homescapes. I think it's called where you, you just match, uh, you, you do the same thing you would in like bejeweled or anything like that. You just match three or, uh, three or four. And then, you know, and there you go. I don't know. It's (laughs) it's like, see, but it's free and it ad has ads for it, but, you know ads are ads are what run everything oh god i look so fat in this shirt right now <laughs> oh, man, i fine. really need to lose weight like i i've been trying to like fix my diet because i've been i've been chunking up lately i need to i need to cut out a lot of stuff especially soda yeah, me that's too. why i'm drinking water i normally drink soda when i do these but i'm drinking water instead yeah water's better for you that's a good you idea know. So um, so, let's go ahead and move on uh, to Nintendo because Nintendo is always the hype, and Nintendo is really is always the hype because it's a lot of games that when we were kids, like the franchises are still around and they still like. I think it, I think a lot of it is you know uh, a lot of nostalgia factor to it. Rose colored glasses, you always like seeing that old stuff you played when you were a kid, um, and that's why a lot of people still like Nintendo. It's why I still I still love Nintendo. I think Nintendo makes amazing games still, even though some of them can be a little boring, but there was some pretty cool announcements. So Ryan, why don't you go ahead and lead off with what you were disappointed by at E3. I'm kidding. I'm (laughs) kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Let's be positive. Let's, let's turn it around and be positive. What what did you, what what did you like the most at E3?
1: Well, what I liked the most at E3 was the fact that I was actually right about something. (laughs) And what was that? Despite me being so wrong in the should E3 continue argument. (laughs) Um, and that was the announcement for Breath of the Wild 2. I oh, predicted that.
0: Breath of the Wild 2, deep exhale, yeah. I remember that.
1: I knew it, but that's what I wanted the most, and I predicted it to happen, and it did.
0: Um, <laughs> so, and it's it blew me away. So I'll go ahead and bring up the uh, trailer for it. Why don't we go ahead and take a look at that? Uh, Breath of oh, the Wild 2, It might not come out for five years. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it's not going to come out for another two years, but we can do a whole speculation on this if you want. But we do get to see Ganondorf in the trailer, which I, I don't know why. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, the, a lot of people in the community didn't know who that was supposed to be right away. A lot of people were like, oh, who's that? Mysterious man. it's, it's very obvious that it's Ganondorf. I yeah, mean, if, everybody and their light. brother has seen this trailer by now, but I'm just gonna let it go anyway. I think I do need a turn. It down. I think it was just the green, the green letter characters that are floating upwards from them with the hand. People didn't assume that it could be Ganondorf,
1: especially because of the end of the previous game, but,
0: um... I mean, he's got the hair, he's got the the little emblem on his head. Yeah,
1: so upon, you know, playing it again and again, then you finally get to see it definitely is Ganondorf.
0: (laughs) So what do you think, what do you think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be about? We obviously Um. do see, like, a new map. Like, okay, so one of the things that I want to point out is I'm actually going to rewind it a bit just so I can point this out. There is a moment where Link does shoot, like, magic out of his hand. So I think we are actually going to get a magic system in the game instead of the rune system. Or, you know, maybe a combination of them both. I'm going to try and pause it when it happens. Because here is a very obvious point where, like, Link shoots, like, some type of energy out of his hand. There it is. There it
1: is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he something's attached to him and he's struggling to control his arm. And he wants to do something like uh, actually, to push I it back I... down to control can maybe control the energy coming out of Ganondorf.
0: To control
1: Ganondorf. I don't know. Or, Let we try know, and to find to stop it again the flowing
0: energy coming out of here. There it is, there it is, right there. So And, I mean, it does have the same, like, it does have the same, like, kind of, like, rune structure. A lot of the original, like, Sheikah Slate stuff. It's just a different color. That's why I think that we're getting a magic system in this game. I think that would be very nice. Uh, One of the things that was missing from Breath of the Wild was uh, a lot of the magic that we got in some of the other Zelda games. So,
1: Yeah, so um, I've heard a lot of theories about this game. About the Zonai people, from what you can read and see in journals and on, you know, architect architectural things around Hyrule uh, from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and that green, I think it's it's the symbol of the Triforce of Courage, and I feel like, uh, of course, you know, this this is probably the main power you're going to be using in the in the game. But um, there's like a piece of concept art. I'm not sure if you've heard about it. Uh, somebody designed Link having like a strange deformed right arm that seemed to maybe be able to do all sorts of things like shoot out like a like a cannon like a mega buster or to turn into a sword. You know, I, I think he's going <laughs> to so, lose his right arm in this in this game. But so we let's... have
0: Mega Man Link shooting l- lemons at Ganon. <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I am yeah. interested to see what is going to come out about this. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you before, but I think we're getting a, a, a what is essentially a triforce of Breath of the Wild style games. So we're getting obviously Breath of the Wild two now. I think we're going to be seeing a third one um, if the story goes the way I think it is. I think what it is is uh, because in Breath of the Wild one, you defeat what is essentially Ganon's like spirit or you know his like main source of power his evil i guess and so i it, based on the fact that you see ganon's decrepit old body i think this is where we're like we defeat ganon's body and then in the last game if there is a third game it'd be defeating ganon's uh, uh more or less like soul to like kind of end it the end the lineage of ganon uh what do you think what do you think is it's gonna uh, gonna entail Well,
1: I've been convinced by some of the theories that I've heard online on YouTube channels. Um, Some people believe that the, um, the Ganon, the Calamity Ganon that you face in the first Breath of the Wild is one entity of that evil that exists in the world and maybe just a creation of the more powerful entity that exists within Ganondorf and that Ganondorf is really the one to fear, the mastermind behind Calamity Ganon. Um, and had existed under Hyrule all throughout the game of Breath of the Wild and years before, um, and had been sealed down there for so long that, well, that people forgot about him.
0: <laughs> I guess, but there's also the fact that there's like a, clearly a hand pushing on him, so like trying to revive him. So there, oh, it could be that oh. like that's really just his mummified corpse, and somebody's bringing it back to life.
1: I disagree. I don't think it's like that at all because of what happens with Link here. I think he's these characters that are pouring out from Ganondorf maybe they're uh, losing power maybe they can't handle uh keeping him contained underneath the castle anymore and that's where they're leaving him um and then whenever they get on Link's hand uh I think that that's like you said I think that's the magic he'll be using throughout the game and that they're going to be an aid to him maybe uh he thinks that they're attacking him there but really they're going to be on his side but um I don't know because green's always been a, a symbol of the Triforce of Courage and you know the good well, guys. And it, good side. Well,
0: yeah, that's true. And if you think about it, red was like the symbol of um the Triforce of Power, and that was a main like basically the whole point of the first game was you avoid red. So yeah I, but that 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 also kinda of contradicts what I've thought as far as a Triforce of Games, because you'd get the you know, what is essentially one of courage, one of power, one of wisdom. And I thought this would be the one more of wisdom because you're dealing with older, like you know, an older Ganon. You're dealing with a lot of the fact that Zelda's with you is a pretty big deal too because I think it's going to be more of like I think it's I think we're going to be seeing a lot more puzzles and a lot uh, smaller enclosed spaces in this one if if it goes as way that it looks where it's going to be a lot of underground exploration rather than above ground that you did mm. in uh, Breath of the Wild 1. Um, but I also kind of had a theory where this one might... Because there also is a, a very obvious like, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask um, correlation that a lot of people make. Um, and we might also be, kind of be dealing with time travel. I thought this might be cool where if it was like... A, so uh, that if Breath of the Sequel is you travel back a hundred years before link was defeated as an, as a more powerful and a more, you know, wise link on how to deal with Ganon where the castle travels back to a hundred years prior, you know, prior to the fall of everything, or was it 200 years? Was it was a hundred or two. Uh,
1: actually it was a hundred for link, but when it comes to the first time when like all the guardians were used to, to seal Ganondorf, that was 10,000 years And some people think it might be going that far back.
0: (laughs) I don't think it would go that far back because if you really think about it, it, it's only this uh, version of Ganon that won and kind of destroyed the kingdom. So you'd only want to go back as far as that to stop that Ganon.
1: But you see an animal in that trailer that looks pretty prehistoric and you don't see them in Breath of the Wild anywhere.
0: Well, there's also the fact that the the entirety of Hyrule is devastated. So there's not going to be a lot of stuff left. I mean, the yeah, the just, guardians it, were run amuck and destroyed but, a lot of stuff. But if you
1: look at that animal in the trailer, it's like this giant uh, mix between a like a dinosaur and an elephant, and it looks like it could be you know passing as a, a mammoth or something. And
0: it just hints at maybe well, it it's could just be like it. what they used to transport stuff around. Because you got to remember that Zelda is the one that discovered the old technology, so they would have used that. They would have used uh, you know uh, animals to cart stuff around anyway.
1: Yeah, but it's funny how you don't see one of those in in Breath of the Wild ever.
0: I guess. Those like I, I, again, though, the, a, a lot of the land was devastated. So I mean, it's good. It's probably a good assumption considering that there's a lack of humans and uh, just really life in general. That a lot of it was destroyed. So. Yeah, but in the trailer,
1: they're, just, they're underground. I don't know if that's uh, enough to go on to say maybe the whole game will be
0: underground. I hope not, because. Um, I like a variety in my yeah. Zelda games. You know, I think so, I think yeah. it would. I think if we, I I think if the time travel situation where you actually were able to interact with, uh, you know, they would. It, the, you could keep the map the same. You just take out. You just basically fix all the stuff that was destroyed and destructed, and add in more, uh, you know, NPCs and more life to it. I think that'd be very uh-huh. cool. You know, and then you go through that again. If this is on, the only sequel that we're getting, you go through that game. And you defeat Ganon, and you basically. You make the good ending because the reality is, is that Breath of the Wild is kind of a bad ending because the place is still destroyed. The I only see. thing that you get is you rescued, you rescued Zelda. That was it. You know, yeah, there's no it's, it's like you rescued Zelda and you defeated Ganon. So like, but the reality is, is that that um, the only thing holding a lot of Ganon back was because of Zelda. So I I don't know. Yeah, but, no,
1: I I see your point in that it could fix. The terrible situation that which is Breath of the Wild, you know, <laughs> It doesn't start yeah. on a very happy note. Well, so. yeah,
0: it doesn't end. It doesn't end on a very positive note because everything's still destroyed. I mean, yeah, the the whole point is that they have they rebuild, that they're rebuilding from there. But I don't know. Just like, it, it, it would make more sense for it would make more sense for them to because they're they're essentially like going around in the trailer. It looks like they're exploring to try and find you know more out like because that's what zelda liked to do she was exploring you know the old technology and stuff like that it would make sense if they're looking further into that and then they discover a way to you know go back into time because there's a lot of lost sheikah technology still yeah no i i but think time travel's always been a big part of like zelda 3d zelda anyway yeah um so two points one was
1: um you know i guess it so it could be a sequel if they start at the the storyline at the end of Breath of the wild and then go back in time but if they start back in time and the whole games before it happened then th- that would be a prequel but it doesn't matter because you can announce a prequel as a sequel and later say it's a prequel but <laughs> another well, point yeah. is I guess. the the music um the audio from that trailer if you play it backwards you can actually audibly hear someone actually saying help us please help us or something like that. I swear, I I heard it, and I know, like the trick of the audio, and, and I'm just hearing what I want to hear because I heard it before I I knew what I was looking for. Well, if they you play uh, back. So I think that the the Zoni people, or whatever people that didn't exist in Breath of the Wild because they'd already gone ex- extinct, were the ones uh, holding Ganondorf back under the castle and couldn't do it anymore, and that's why they need Link's help, and that's why they're they're calling out. That's why they're leaving Ganondorf's body to call out for help.
0: <laughs> well, don't they? The, the the color that they use for the a lot of the runes and stuff like that it's kind of isn't it the same color as the uh, the spirits of the guardians as well or is that blue do they use blue for them or do they use green uh, it's almost like a teal guardians. actually yeah I think. so there's like this I think it's like yeah, more it's like a teal
1: green. yeah it's more uh, it's it's bluish Maybe look that green, up whatever but yeah it's it's like to represent the the ghosts the spirits of these uh, uh, let's see the guardians but then uh, yeah they're they're all over the place down there. It's like another theory is these uh stones um that glow in the dark in Breath of the Wild. Uh yeah, it's more like a souls. it's more like a
0: blue teal, so never mind.
1: Yeah. And it's the same color as these stones that people say are, if you read into like the journals, which I never have, but if you if you listen to all the NPCs and read the journals and and pay attention, you'll find out that all these stones found throughout Breath of the Wild that glow in the dark at night actually contain souls of of past generations, old people who have passed on um so i think okay. that might play into the story of the sequel we'll see
0: okay well um again uh we don't really have a lot of information we're probably not going to see it for a couple of years so it is exciting though like i i did like breath of the wild a lot so i i am i am excited to see what they're really going to do with breath of the wild 2 uh i wish we would have gotten some gameplay even just a little bit like if they just showed like uh, I I don't know. I guess maybe showing even a little bit of it, bit of it kind of does ruin the story though, or the direction that it's going. And it looks like they're really trying to focus a lot on story this time. So, because that was one thing that Breath of the Wild did lack was a lot of story. It was story you had to discover, I guess, and it was just I don't know. I don't I don't like that kind of storytelling. I feel like. Um... It's funny
1: because earlier I was kind of bashing trailers that don't show any gameplay, but because this is a sequel, I kind of know what to expect from the. Well, main it uses the same engine, gameplay, and the same art you know. style. The only thing, right? You know, so it doesn't bother me in this case. Is, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's a, it's a direct <laughs> sequel, so it's not really it doesn't really have to, you know, they don't really have to rebuild it from the ground up. So I and, and honestly, I don't think I don't see why it would. I don't know. There, there is a lot of stuff in Breath of the Wild to do, and I think if they try to make a world as vast as they did, if, there are tra- if they are trying to build a new world, this is why I don't think they could use... This is why, even though I just said I think that it's going to deal with tri- time travel, I think if they use the same map, uh, the fact that all the shrine locations kind of have to still be in the same place does ruin it, so that's why... I, I don't think we might exactly deal with that but I don't know I go back and forth all the time we don't know a lot about this game all we have all we can do is theorize so I wonder I heard a theory about
1: maybe the shrines weren't always there maybe they were so far underground you know years ago a hundred years ago um, who knows maybe they weren't around to the point where you know if you go back in time they won't be I'm pretty sure that
0: NPCs mention uh, NPCs make mention of the shrines a long time ago nobody could access them though
1: because yeah, whenever you go to villages, it's only people 100 people years ma- or more than-
0: yeah, I mean, well, I even know. when you go to Kakariko Village, they make mention of it. Uh huh. That it's always been there
1: so are we going to start a zelda theory youtube channel (laughs) no
0: no no i actually had i did debate on doing an entire episode on just breath of the wild 2 but i think it's a little too late for that because there's way too many theories and stuff out there um so why don't we move on from breath of the wild 2 that was like that was the last thing nintendo announced by the way so that was that was like hey here's a little here's a here's a metroid prime 4 trailer for you no (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) kidding I'm kidding, <laughs> but we do have a couple of... A, a lot of the stuff Nintendo did announce is coming out this year, which, I again, is in favor of Nintendo. The only thing that they announced that isn't coming out this year is uh, really Breath of the Wild 2, Uh, and I guess technically animal crossing isn't coming out until the beginning of next year, but that could be like January. So I still consider that this year anyway.
1: No, they, they announced it's March
0: 20th, March 20th. That's still the first quarter. So, I mean, that's, that's essentially within a year. So that's not that bad. Um, again, I think that's That was pushed back because, uh, sword and shield was ready to go. And, and honestly, Nintendo doesn't like to compete with their own properties, so they're gonna they're gonna space stuff out so that they get more sales out of it. And and the well, reality is is that Pokemon sells way better than Animal Crossing ever will, so really? Oh yeah. <laughs> well by a ton. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you sure? i think it's
1: closer than you think
0: no no
1: no, animal crossing
0: is a hot seller
1: for nintendo i'm not sure if it's competing as somebody who has
0: never touched animal crossing and does not care about it i will (laughs) i will tell you from experience that nobody cares i i have no idea are you looking it up? Are you looking, I'm up looking the sim- it up. <laughs> Look up the sales numbers. I guarantee you Pokemon sells way more than Animal Crossing.
1: Well, I mean, Pokemon's a franchise that's been around longer. I'm talking about well, very particular games. You also so got to realize Animal that there's Crossing.
0: also multiple entries. Comp- there's a lot more right. entries to Pokemon than Animal Crossing. So New Leaf, the last one on the 3DS, did sell insanely well. But there's also the fact that there's like five, gener- like five different Pokemon games that came out on. There's three whole generations that came out on um, the 3DS.
1: So I'm not sure which Pokemon game to compare New Leaf. You need and to compare Com-
0: compare New Leaf to uh, every single Pokemon uh, compare <laughs> New Leaf to every single Pokemon game that came out after New Leaf. Hmm. because those are the real numbers. Cuz you guys there's all I understand that there's people that buy multiple copies of Pokemon, they'll buy both versions, but that's that's a minority. I don't think there's a lot of people that actually buy both versions especially now that they have the online trading system.
1: So I'll just start with Animal Crossing because this is all i found all right. so far. Okay, uh, Both New Leaf and Wild World have sold about 12 million units each um, in their lifetime. 12 million. Okay. Mario Kart. Well, Why? that's franchise. <laughs> Why are you looking at Mario Kart? <laughs> uh, it's just this article. Let's see. All right. uh, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. March 2017 update. Is
0: that a good one? No, Diamond, know. Pro and Platinum was the DS area. Look all right, let's go with X and Y. Yeah, go with X and Combined Y.
1: Combined sales latest. Uh, sorry, latest update was December 2018. Okay, at 16.37 million. So they're closer than you think. <laughs> That's a so, four million
0: so unit huge. difference. That's not close at all. That's huge. <laughs> it's so close. No, it's BLC. not. It'd be it'd be <laughs> close if it was like one million. And then, like 1.3 million. That's kind of close, but that's a 4 million difference. That's a 4 million unit difference. That's way more. All
1: right, let's go with the DS Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Soul, Soul Silver. That's 12.72 on the DS, which is when Wild World was out on the DS, and that okay. sold 12. So that was 12.72, and then the Wild World was 12. It's like, okay. what? Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: Anyway. also got to realize that Soul Silver and Heart Gold are remakes. They're not brand new entries,
1: aren't they? Were they new on the DS though? They're remakes on the DS. Oh, yes, the remakes. Man, of the... I don't know old Pokemon games. I really don't know. I can't remember them all. I all haven't right. played most of them, but I am very excited for Sword, Sword and Shield.
0: Yeah, I, I like so. I, okay, so I, I honestly, I had this conversation with a friend of mine, and he he said that he's not excited for like. At first, he was excited for the sword for Sword and Shield, but then he also was not because Nintendo made a very, uh, I guess, apparently negative announcement that not the entire generation of Pokemon are going to be in the game. I mean, I can't blame him for it. What is there's like a thousand Pokemon now that takes so much time to render and like they have to create new things for it. But there's also like Nintendo doesn't put that same effort that they do into like you remember Pokemon Stadium. Do you remember how yeah. all the Pokemon had, like, their own unique animations for, like, specific moves and stuff like that? I don't that... remember, but I, I believe you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, there's a very big comparison video. Why don't I just bring up the comparison video? Because I, I guess I should have prepped it for this bit. But, all right, let's see. Pokemon Stadium Comparison. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some thumbnails on my YouTube. I mean, there's ad. there was a video. Uh, let me see Why did I look this up on Google? I should have went to YouTube. First sword and shield. There we go. All right. Uh, N64. No. Come on. That's not. uh, Yeah. Here we go. Attack animations. Pokemon sword and shield versus uh, stadium. This is a very funny video. There's no sound for you, uh, by the way, Ryan. But you see how Pokemon have unique move, like unique moves. Here's Double Kick from this one. Boom! It doesn't even do. It didn't even do anything. It jumped. It, it did a little hop. And that's actually been that's been basically every Pokemon for like years. By the way, they've never they've never put in the effort like they did for Stadium, uh, which is I I I think they should have put that extra effort from you know not rendering all of the Pokemon into making those animations more unique uh what do you think
1: um no i definitely see everyone's point i think
0: well the big point pokemon is that like people are better. upset because they can't bring like okay i will so so nintendo earlier they had a big pokemon conference earlier in the year Sword and shield's not a new game by the way that was like i don't even know why i put this on my list as an e3 announcement um i guess this is the first time we saw like actual like a lot of gameplay compared to previously. Uh, But uh, we've known about sword and shield for a little while. uh, And they, at the same time, sword and shield was kind of announced. They also announced a brand new like bank feature that you can put on your mobile phone and transfer all your Pokemon into uh, from pretty much every, every generation that you have now, except for like uh, I think the first one, the first one and the second one, um, you can bring Pokemon up from all the way up to generation three into the brand new games. Um, you can't really, so like you have, you're able to bank all of your Pokemon, but there's no, uh, way for you to, what is the scent? I guess there's no way for you to bring all of them into sword and shield. And that's, what's really upsetting a lot of people. And there is uh, what it's almost, it's a lot of Pokemon. There's like a thousand Pokemon, right? And people have their favorites. So they're gonna to want to bring their favorites into the game. Well, if your favorite is uh, one that's not on the list, you're not gonna be able to. Um, and that's one of the right. that, that's one of the big reasons why my friend got upset because he likes to build very specific teams with a theme, and now he can't do that in in Sword and Shield because the roster is limited to around like what is it, 300 Pokemon, 350. I don't uh, even think it's that much. I think it's like I don't
1: know why I thought it was around 600. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. No,
0: no, 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 it's not. It's it's their national decks is the there's or not national um regional decks, which is what they call like the Pokemon specific to that game, are going to be the only Pokemon in that game. They're not going to have the national decks in it, which has all the other ones in it. So there are some ones from Generation One. There's ones from uh basically mixed all in there. But there's I think like 100 new Pokemon or something like that. 115. I don't remember the exact yeah. number. So I feel like um, it's as, not the first time they've done this. Well, they did this with generation five where they reset the, the decks for a while and you weren't able to bring in new ones, but then they really? unlock, but no. yeah, really? they reset the decks and the you weren't, well, okay, huh. okay. It was a little different with black and white and black and white. The first time you played through it, uh, you weren't able to get, you were only able to catch Pokemon that were, brand new so they had like a hundred it was 150 new Pokemon that they made for black and white you were only able to get those brand, those uh, new Pokemon in that game until uh, black and white 2 where they let you catch oh. older generation ones in it but you could uh, still transfer them into black and white it just it was a big you had to go through a lot of effort for it like you would do every generation every generation new generation you have to make a big deal to bring new, old Pokemon yeah. in um but now they made it uh I don't they're not you're not gonna be able to bring those old ones into this one, and that's what the big deal is. Anyway, so I interrupted you. Go go ahead with what well, you're saying.
1: I was just gonna say the jump, you know, going to H D on the Switch. Some people think it's no. not really a jump because they're they're rehashing and reusing animations from things. But you're asking for another Pokemon game after you know, it's just a year after the previous one came out, and I'm not sure if this is the same team working on it, but it's, it's not. still Game Freak is not known for their graphical powerhouse world, open world environments. You know what I'm saying? No, People but they do they do, do yearly yeah, releases now. Ask
0: for, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, they do do. There is a new Pokemon game every year now. We have yearly releases with Pokemon. It's not It's not a surprise that we are going to have. I guarantee you next year we're going to have uh, another Pokemon game announced. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I think they do take like a year break after a new generation. So I might be wrong about that. Really? Um, but uh, what was it? We had Pokemon Let's Go last year, and then yeah. that was kind of like their first HD version of the game. Because if you really think about it, it uh, a lot of the stuff, the animations and stuff like that, that they use are like they've probably transferred a lot of that stuff from uh, Sun and Moon. Well, Sun and Moon runs at 240p. Not even I don't even it's like like two forty four p, which is, you know, a one eighth of the scale of what ten eighty p is. So like they can't just scale the stuff up. People think that they can just scale the polygons up and they're fine. No, they have to redo all of the textures. They have to redo all of the all of the polygons for that those specific Pokemon and stuff. So it's not it's not like anything new is gonna come out of it or, or you know not anything new. It's not like we're going to be seeing everything right away. It was obviously going to be a slow process, but I think people are just really upset that it's not that they're not, they're not getting what they want. I mean, uh, okay. Nintendo fans are the most spoiled gamers on the market. If they don't get anything exactly how they want, they get physically upset. And I don't know why, I don't know why everyone feels so spoiled all the time, but I, I guess it's just because we've come to expect certain things. And when we don't get it, you know, people get upset, but they don't, People don't need to boycott the game because of it. We've had people writing petitions in Nintendo to boycott the game.
1: Huh. Well, I mean, it's funny because I think his name's Junichi. I'm I'm gonna kill his name. Jun- Junichi Masuda, right? Yeah. He's like the the guy at the head of Game Freak or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's that. He uh, one was stressing those. that the idea that Nintendo is not the one really making the game. They publish yeah. it developer is game freak
0: well nintendo yeah. that's what's funny because because people say that nintendo owns pokemon they really don't nintendo only has like a like a one-third stake in in game freak oh they're they're Imagine
1: just you look at uh pokemon go and i swear a lot of the animations in let's go were are straight from pokemon go on the phone app oh it is yeah so they were already made and already in HD, right? Because your phone screen is HD or mine. Is well, maybe.
0: that's why Let's Go is probably it, there probably wasn't too much of a development time on Let's Go.
1: And it was a remake. Yeah. But I just feel like maybe it's the time where people got to give Game Freak a little bit of a break here and hope that maybe in the future they'll be able to see their favorite Pokemon yeah. in the national decks come Again. through for the next console the yeah. first ever console Pokemon game.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, we've had a, a new Pokemon game essentially every year for the past like six years. So, I mean, there's going to have to be a dip somewhere. Yeah. And maybe they should start
1: making them once every two years now because they're bigger games take longer to make. And if they're going to have a wild area in this one, the next one's going to have probably the next step forward with that type of way to catch and, and meet new Pokemon.
0: Yeah, well, okay, Go, going back again to the yearly releases. So every generation, they've had, like, a remake um, that they've done. So, like, Generation 4, we had a remake of Gen 2. Generation 5, uh, we didn't get a remake, actually. Well, actually, Generation 5 remade itself because there's Black 2 and White 2. I don't know why they did that. Um right. And then Generation 6, we got a remake of Gen 3. So, and then, oh, you know what? I think we are going to get it. I think if we, I think what's going to happen is after this one comes out, we're going to go to remake of gen four because that would make sense. Man I don't know why, I don't know where I was going with right, it. Right, right. I, I kind of lost my own train <laughs>
1: of thought when I was talking about that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what gen four is. I mean, I couldn't tell you. Generation
0: four was uh diamond and pearl. Oh uh. yeah. Because we, because uh, Sun and moon was generation seven of Pokemon. And then the, the next game was Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which is basically Sun and Moon two. So we okay, got a remake gotta, of its own generation. So I think. I gotta I,
1: interrupt you. Interrupt you for a second. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm so excited for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I'm getting Shield, by the way, because everybody else is getting Sword. Well, I'm
0: getting Sword because I want uh, I want Sif the uh, Sif the Wolf. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, I'm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um.
1: So, I feel like. I've always wanted to experience, and really a part of me so much to go back and watch some of the Pokemon anime. That's what I grew up with as a kid. When I was playing Pokemon cards, I was watching the Pokemon TV show. And something about this game says, I'm in the show. To me, the presentation of it, the stadiums, the the matches you face off with the the gym leaders and the wild area, and maybe even some of their online functionality, even though I don't really know many people that are going to buy the game to play it with
0: online. Um... (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's just it's so much new things that i really want to try
0: i i agree there is a lot of new i think i think the the free rotating camera alone is a big enough feature and the fact that they're still letting the pokemon walk behind you like like they kept that from go they're adding in a free roaming camera which i think is a very huge step for the franchise we've needed that for such a long time And I'm so glad that they're finally implementing that. The only thing that I wish that they would keep over from the older games that I haven't seen yet is um, it looks like uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but it looks like the actual exploration of the areas kind of loses a lot of the charm because it's so open. Uh, So, like, you know how, like, in the very first few games you had, you know, a very structured this is your first town, you get your first badge here, you move on to the next one. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be like that anymore. I I mean I know that there's obvious places that you have to go in the game story wise, but I don't. I think you're getting a, a lot more openness as far as like, um, or you know you get a broader variety of yeah. uh, path that you can take. So I I don't know how well that's gonna work with level scaling for the Pokemon and stuff like that. So uh. I'm a little worried that it might that a lot of the actual exploration of the game might not be as interesting.
1: I, I thought I read somewhere. I, th- I thought I saw a picture of the map. I think it seems a bit uh, it's based off Great as linear Britain. as the well, old ones. Probably yeah, more linear I mean, it's based off Sinner.
0: Great Britain, which Great Britain is just a, a basically a line country. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. if you ever look at it vertically on a map, it's more vertical than it is horizontal. So there's not, I mean, it it's based off that.
1: Yeah, so when it comes to uh, broad, open uh, pathways to go wherever you want, I don't think we're going to see that in, in Sword and Shield. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty structured when it comes to the story, uh, and I think the wild area will be in very particular spots uh, for you to go to. Of course, you know you know how that works with the time of day and the weather yeah. and the type of Pokemon you find.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it, it'll actually also be really interesting if that works based off your internal clock for your Switch, or if that is just you know uh, you know how in Breath of the Wild every day is like half an hour. Yeah. yeah. So I I think I think if they should kind of work that in instead, because the reality is, is I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go catch, I'm not gonna go at eight o'clock, uh, in the morning, on a Saturday, so I can catch this one Pokemon in this one area, that's only there at this specific time, and then you know now it's Tuesday, and this one only shows up between six p.m. and seven p.m. at this specific I, area. I don't like that stuff. I think yeah, they I don't work think in- it's
1: based on a real time clock at all. Uh, I think the weather system is just like the one in Sun and Moon, if I'm
0: correct. Oh, yeah. I forgot that, um, they, I forgot that the, oh, there's a weather system now. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. I don't think you have to worry about the whole Animal Crossing style of making sure you get the Tom Nook's
0: cranny before <laughs> it closes. Uh, you're speaking an entire different language oh, now. Man. I you I told you I don't crossing. know anything about Animal Crossing. So
1: fun. That's another yeah. game that I'm super excited about, but Really, I'm going to have to wrap it up here soon because I got to yeah. get it more of it.
0: Okay. Well, why don't we go ahead uh, because I know you want to uh, talk about this. Uh, so we were going to go over Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, are you excited for Let's just do a quick quick summary on every. Are you excited for Luigi's Mansion 3?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm super happy with how it looks and uh, how it plays. Some of the things I've seen on it just look like so much fun. So.
0: Yeah, I think I think it'll be okay. It does. I am a little worried that it does have the um, mission style structure that Dark Moon had, which I didn't like that. And uh, there's also been people saying that the game works as kind of the similar way to Dark Moon, uh, where it was um, each floor is basically a themed area, and that it's more of like. It's not like it's not like an open exploration you just go to a floor and then you do your thing there and then you go to the next floor and do your thing there. So I don't I feel
1: like The exploration is back when it comes to not being stopped right away in your tracks. As soon as you, like, beat a boss, or as soon as you clear a room, you're not, like, forced to go to the next one right away. You can stay there and and look around and search through things. But it might still be structured in how you say, you know, it's based on one floor at a time. Different themes. But I think you can go back to any floor you want and continue exploring. and, And some of that stuff from the first one. Is back. It's just not as... It's probably still not as uh, open yeah. as the first one was.
0: That's, why I, that's a lot of things I missed, too. There's also... Uh, we have heard testimonies from other people saying there's a lot more emphasis on, like, the combat for the game, so there's a lot more emphasis on catching ghosts, which I'm okay with, but uh, I don't think that's really... I don't think Nintendo really understands what a lot of the charm that came from the first Luigi's Mansion was, which was a lot of the exploration of the mansion, and you kind of, like... You weren't sure where to go. The game, and that's what the big problem I had with Dark Moon, is Dark Moon basically tells you where to go at all times. Luigi's Mansion 1 didn't do that at all. The only time it ever showed you where to go was like, hey, you need to get a key, and then it would show you, like, this is kind of, like, where you need to go for the key, and then that was it.
1: Right, right. Yeah, definitely. I see your point in that. uh, They're probably never going to go back to that formula for some reason. I'm not sure why. They seem to have a different vision for this
0: series. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. So you're going to get Luigi's Mansion Way uh, Three Day One, right? Uh, on Halloween. Yep. All right. <laughs> Which is kind of an unfortunate like uh, release date because I you'd expect people to go out on Halloween, but I guess everybody's going to be staying and playing Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> well, uh, you know,
1: I I think that the time to watch, but scary movies is before halloween to experience a scary video game would be before halloween as soon as halloween's luigi's over luigi's like, mansion is okay. not scary i mean but it's all about ghosts and luigi's get oh, scared but anyway i was worried about one thing i made a prediction that there will be a multiplayer mode in that game there is and i was right <laughs> well Eight i mean
0: yeah but it's it's basically scarescraper 2.0 it doesn't look like it doesn't look like it's actual co-op it looks like it's um well, I guess it's technically call it, but I, it looks because of the mission structure statement that I kind of mentioned before, and that it yeah. looks like it's going in this direction. I think it's going to be like you get this group for one mission, and then you have to regroup with it. I don't know if you're going to be able to like just keep going with them. So I, I, don't I think know.
1: they mentioned it in the treehouse. You can keep going. Uh, it's like a big tall tower hotel of rooms. Yeah,
0: the scares. Whoever you meet or up 2. with, like you
1: online with friends, you just go as high as you can until it until you die, and then it ends. Yeah. Um, so it's just like
0: the, the 3DS one. Okay. So, uh, one announcement that one trailer that I want to show really quick um, is uh, this was announced after E3. This is one that I'm really excited about. WayForward Games, you know who WayForward is, right? Yeah. Okay. So, they announced a new game uh, called River City Girls, which is supposed to be kind of a sequel to River City Ransom. Uh, which is one of my favorite NES games that I've ever played. I never called it River City ransom I used to call it little Guy because it was a little guy on the screen. I, I'm a, you're an <laughs> idiot you're an idiot when you're a kid okay you do you you, ha- you make up weird names for stuff like I used to call Fire Mario Cookman. Uh, oh my <laughs> so th- I'm just gonna show this trailer really quick be- or really quick because uh, it actually looks really good and this is one of the more exciting <laughs> games. this is why this game comes out this year too. this is why trailers should just come out when they're ready. Okay, so that's a quick little, uh, you know, they just released that for no, you know, when they when it was ready, <laughs> and it looks fun. Uh, Ryan, are you familiar at all with River City Ransom? No, not really. Okay, it, so it's basically an uh, it's an old beat 'em up from the NES days. Um, it never really got a sequel in America, um, but there's an it, it's the franchise is an insane. It was an insanely like broad franchise because they made sports games based off of it. They made Super Nintendo games. There's tons of games that was based off the entire franchise. We never really got, like, a sequel to it in America. There was one in Japan, um, but it never came over here. So, way forward is actually made uh, – I don't know if this is uh, – it looks like Arc System Works is the one that actually developed the, a lot of the game. Uh, but it's uh, it's uh, very – you know, pixel graphics and stuff like that, which I'm I'm okay with. But it just looks like an old-school style beat-em-up. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm really excited for that. Uh, Ryan, did the game look good to you at all? I, yeah, know you couldn't, uh, I know you couldn't hear the audio, but the audio is, like, a very cheesy, like, J-pop song, so. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it could be uh, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Play. Most important thing on it? Multiplayer co-op. I think that's uh, that was in the first game, so I'm glad that they kept that and didn't just make it a single-player game. I think it's cool. Is um, it uh, online or local? I have no idea. We haven't seen any other information. That trailer was just announced, like, two weeks ago, so we haven't gotten oh. a lot of information out after that. Uh, or at least I haven't been able to see any, uh, because I haven't posted gameplay or uh, I haven't really seen any review articles about it. So, oh, that's fine. um, do you want to talk about animal crossing real quick? Or do you want to talk about the smash brothers announcement? Uh, let's do both a little short. Okay. So why don't you go there. ahead and tell me what you're excited about animal crossing? I'm not going to say anything about it. Cause I don't care about animal crossing. So <laughs> go ahead and okay. say what you want to say about it.
1: So animal crossing new horizons, um, I actually really enjoyed this video I listened to on YouTube from Game Explain. It was a tech analysis of the look of this new game that really just blows me away. Um, it it just... I don't know. It, it, some people won't notice some of the things that I do in comparison to previous uh, Animal Crossing games, but just like the, the light glint on the hair and the way the, the sun comes in there as the sun's setting is all these effects that just blow my mind with how they're able to, to get away with doing that, but... Um the the premise of this game has me excited and, and ready to just uh, make everything um, uh, something that just fits you know what, what I'm looking for to, to create to create my own town. Uh, you basically start from scratch so it's gonna be pretty neat and um, you're able to put furniture on the lawn outside now <laughs> but uh, the pole hop in the the river was is pretty neat to see. I'm gonna be excited to use that because before um i always have to go all the way around anyway it's just it's hard to explain um yeah what animal crossing means to me and and some of the friends that i play it with from my my brothers um and how much fun you can have with it because it doesn't look like much but you can tell by the sales that it's it's a fun time (laughs) yeah um and it just looks so great like i can't wait to play it on my tv um because i never liked city folk or the first animal crossing I've always liked the handhelds and that said so this one, I'm sure I'm going to like.
0: Okay. Well, again, I'm not that big of an animal crossing fan, but it does look okay. Uh, the graphics are <laughs> all right, but, um, there's not really too much. I have to really say about it because again, I'm not <laughs> that, I'm not that big of an animal crossing guy. Uh, anything else you
1: have to say? Yeah. Or, if you get it and you can invite me over to your town I'll chop down all right. your trees.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I think I'm going to save the Smash Brothers talk for another time because I have a whole thing I want to talk about for that. So uh, thanks for joining me, Ryan. I know you're ready to get out of here and go to bed. So uh, thanks for joining yeah, me. Glad. And uh, you strong. got any closing statements? Uh,
1: I learned a lot, but I'm looking forward to E3 next
0: year. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Well, I still think we need to end E3. So all right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And I will catch you next time.